Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hello, all. And welcome to Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. Y'all, it's been a minute since it's been the three of us with our co-hosts and all of us here. And by all of us, I mean me too. (laughs) (laughs) It has been. (laughs) So good to be back together again. You too. <laughs> we're glad right you're back. back at you this is our second to last podcast for spooky month right yep. thanks for last yep this drops on the 23rd and then our next episode will drop on all hollows eve eve halloween returns kills stays kills kills, kills. kills. <laughs> I learned something very cool for a podcast I was on that will be released on the 30th called The Sacristy. In my research for that podcast, I learned that November 1st, which is All Saints Day in the West, is also called Hallomas, which is my term. Hallomas. Hmm. And Hallomas is exactly the genre that Nightmare Before Christmas is. And Julia wins the podcast. Thanks for coming, everybody. (laughs) See you all next week. We needed it. It was an official genre now. Halloween. I love that. Speaking of Halloween being about a week away, what are y'all being for Halloween this year? Anthony, you go first because I like it when you talk about it. I am going in drag to upset all the Republicans, and I'm being Winifred Sanderson. I can't. Not only will I not only will I be in full drag, I'll also have a book to read to children. (laughs) (laughs) Is are remind me. is Sarah and Lair, are they incorporated into your theme? <laughs> no, they're not. Okay. okay. Although I do I do really want to put Larry in a Billy Butcherson wig since oh. she was in love with him. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, side note, speaking of Hocus Pocus, I saw it on the big screen on Saturday. And let me tell you, the first time I saw it, it was perfection. And the sound design was awesome. Hearing Bette Midler's cackle and surround sound around you was really cool. Uh, we're gonna go see that in the theater. It is, you can see it where, and you can see starting Friday, Nightmare Before Christmas in the theater, which is the first place Ellie is gonna see it this week. I I, I have tickets to see that as well. And Beetlejuice is coming back to theaters for its 35th anniversary, so I'm seeing that as well. Yeah, these are nationwide, Julia. Like, is it AMC or like who's doing it? AMC and Regal, yeah, it's all of them for their anniversary. It's Hocus Pocus, Nightmare, and Warren. Warren is doing it. Okay. So you should definitely do that. I should. What are you guys being for Halloween? Let's see. Halloween costumes. So I have 
done zero preparation, so I'm not sure yet. But at first it was going to be Jurassic Park because I thought that'd be easy. And I was looking at Where's Waldo costumes the other day because that would be super easy. I don't know what Marty and I are going to do. I don't think Ethan will dress up. I'm not sure if Gabe is going to dress up, <laughs> but Jude wants to be like a Minecraft character. So, Who are these kids? I know. They're not Do mine. They not know who their I really is? don't understand. I don't understand it. What's We've had Halloween an emotional roller coaster Halloween? with Halloween ideas, Halloween costume ideas. Well, yeah, you were talking about how she was picking lame options and you were vetoing them left and right. We were. We we got her on a better on a better train. Um we got Luna a lion's mane. She's going as mm-hmm. a lion and we were going to have Ellie as a ringleader from a circus. Love it. Found a cute costume. Then she said, I want to do a family costume. Let's all do Harry Potter. She wanted Christine and I to be professors and her to be a Hogwarts student. And I was on board looking for costumes. And then she decided and that she changed her mind. And she wants to go as Taylor Swift from the Red Era. And if you see her bangs and hair right now, it is amazing. And she and Christine are going to make the Swifty bracelets for all of her friends for Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it's so cute. With oh my goodness. With glasses and cute shoes. I'm so excited. She's adorable. Oh, she's going to be so cute. Because she's a Swifty. And she <laughs> and Christine are going with her friend and her friend's mom next Friday to see the Eras movie. Nice. That sounds like a lot. I'm not a Swifty, and that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm just amazed at what that woman has done and her mm-hmm. brand. Oh, yeah. She is worth more now than Beyonce. Holy crap. Beyonce is um, only worth half a billion. Only. D- did y'all watch Once Upon a Studio on Disney? Well, it was Not on ABC, yet. but it's on Disney Plus and Hulu now. Not yet. I don't know what that is. So to celebrate Disney's 100th anniversary, they did a short film probably like seven minutes long. Um, It's about the people, actual people who work at Disney Animation Studios leaving work for the night. And when they leave, all the characters and all your favorite movies over the past hundred years come to life and spring out of their pictures. And it's about them trying to gather for a big old family photo, like of all of them together. And it's adorable and it's emotional. And I want the big family photo on my wall. And it makes me really want to go to Disney. Um, how long has it been since you've been to Disney? A while, yeah, only like seven years. You should definitely go. So expensive, and I am against. I was against how they keep raising prices and changing their fast tests and everything. Yeah, uh, and I'm yeah. also against, and I'm also against the Marvel and Star Wars takeover over the parks. Give them their own park and stop ruining classic Disney, because Disney put out posters for their 100th anniversary with each era and the most recent decade like literally it just has avatar star wars and everything and then off to the side anna and elsa and i'm like the worst disney era fight me on that because disney like they've become too corporate now but that's why i like this animation thing because it was like the proper animated characters and it was adorable and uh yeah i do take issue because jack and sally 
weren't in it, but I guess they weren't the proper Disney Animation Studios. But it was. Oh, what are they? I don't know, but the elves from Prep and Landing were in it, so I don't know. Weird. Huh. That is weird. But it was cool seeing all the different animation styles together and all these characters interacting. It kind of makes me want like The Office, but like Disney, The Office After Dark, where all these characters come together and like have problems, <laughs> kind of like the Muppet version they did. And I know Disney <laughs> kind of did that with House of Mouse like a few decades ago, where they all yeah, went. I remember that. But oh, they yeah. barely they barely interacted. Like it was more just for like to show the shorts all the time. Yeah, it was. It was just the intro portion. Yep. They have a Halloween and Christmas special. We should put those on the list one year. I'm sure we're going to have to. Hey, this year, we have an abundance of Christmas stuff coming out that a bunch of it's going to fall into next year because they're releasing so much new stuff this year, which is good Mm -hmm. because that means Disco 54 can't complain we're scraping the bottle of the barrel for half a year next year because they'll have a bunch (laughs) of new stuff at the beginning of the year, too. Speaking of, I know we've brought up Jack and Sally and the Sanderson sisters as well. Locally speaking, Tom, did you know about the botanical nights at the Tulsa Botanic Garden? I did. Yeah. Oh, we went and last the, year. It is. You so did. Cool. Yeah. Julia, so the do you know who sisters, you're talking to? I, I know, feel like Tom knows, knows everything going on in Oklahoma and the he immediate does. states around it. He <laughs> does. You're right. <laughs> it, it's really, it's worth going to. Did y'all go? No, but we're trying to decide because Jack and Sally are going to be the meet and greet um, this Thursday and the Sanderson sisters are going to be a meet and greet the next Thursday, which I would prefer the Sanderson sisters personally. Tough. Yeah. So, but yeah, we want to give it a shot. (laughs) Hot Toast is going to be there this Thursday. Don't you like Hot Toast Music Company? I do. Simon's a good friend of mine. I actually... uh... Anyway, Tom, I have a question for you. A few weeks ago, you said you wanted to bring up some Christmas music coming up this year, and we never did. I pre-ordered a bunch of it coming out this year. I'll tell you which ones I pre-ordered. Okay. Uh, sure. So, Cher, I did pre-order Cher. She's coming out with her first Christmas album. I'll tell you who. This episode's... So Cher, uh, they're re-releasing a remastered Bing Crosby's Christmas Gems, so had to pre-order that. Right. Uh, every like couple of years, dude. And I know, and I get it every few years. <laughs> uh, we Wish You the Merriest, which Seth MacFarlane and Liz Skiles are singing. Yep. Uh, Christmas Wish by Gregory Porter. I never heard of this guy, but Disco 54 said he was really into this guy and he's been wanting him to do a Christmas album for a while. So mm-hmm. taking his advice, since he usually leads us right. He does. And, the, and then uh, Pentatonix is releasing a giant album of their greatest Christmas hits. And I like a lot. That comes stuff, out on Friday. So. I know. I'm excited. Also coming, out, also coming out Friday. Pentatonix. <laughs> Also coming out Friday, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving 50th anniversary edition soundtrack, which I also love that Um, one. Rhea Stevens, a TTP alum. Jim Brickman has a new album coming out. You already announced a few of them that I had lined up. Still a thunder. The big ones. When is Tiss a Potty House going to release a Christmas album? Oh, nobody wants that. Uh, That's going to be. No, nobody wants. That. Yes, <laughs> next year we are doing Tis the Podcast. Now that's what I call Christmas Volume Two because people oh, liked that first one. 
So that's what we're doing for Christmas in July. Now. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to be for the whole month of July. That's good because you know I can, I'm going to start harassing you about it in January oh, to get your songs to be by like <laughs> June. Oh, I'm excited. I am. Those are fun. Gotta laugh at ourselves. Tonight, we are covering the 2004 sequel to the sequel to Halloween Town. We're covering Halloween Town High. Real quick for a plot synopsis, Marnie goes back to Halloween Town and is in- determined to unite the Halloween Town world and our world. That's a and crappy Marnie's synopsis. That's basically what the movie is. She okay. doesn't. She barely spends time in Halloween Town. She brings them all to the mortal world. That's what I said she goes to get them with the intent of unite reuniting the two worlds. Okay, okay fine. I'll read the one from IMDb. A girl in a magical world bets her family's magic that nothing bad will happen when kids from Halloween Town attend high school in the mortal realm. (laughs) Did y'all like my impersonation of Gorp? From the previous Uh, Halloween Town when he became normal? Yes, I I did. That makes me sad. All right. sorry. History is with this. This is part of the Halloween Town franchise. I have seen it. It is not a good movie, but I thoroughly enjoy it because of nostalgia, and I have fun. And this year, Ellie has told me that she doesn't want to watch any of the Halloween Town films because they're for babies. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't like these, but that's a little sad. It's sad. They're for babies. She told her she can be a baby at Christmas. Dude, dude, you're seven. You're seven. (laughs) (laughs) She's embracing that preteen already, huh? Totally. Oh, girl. Disney nostalgia from the 90s. I meant to bring this up, but you know what? I've got to say it here before I give my history. James Wan is remaking Gargoyles live action for Disney Plus, and I'm no, super excited for that. That show was amazing. And I, never watched I don't Gargoyles. trust your opinion anymore because I watched the first episode of Frasier and it was trash. Screw you! That was fantastic. It was awful. It no, was no, 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 no. It was not. It did not have. The, it was not as first, first of all. We're retconning Freddy. We're retconning Freddy as a moron. Just like Frazier retconned the fact that his dad was alive. There, every show retcons it. Yeah, but that yeah, was I'm not saying the show. Bad. I'm not saying it was perfect, but you know what? It asked Kings to work out, but it was Frasier, and I me, we thoroughly enjoyed out. it. Oh, whatever. Halloween Town High. My history with this. I loved Halloween Town. I enjoyed uh, well enough Halloween Town too. I this is where the Halloween Town franchise dies. Me evil dies tonight, and I'll tell you my biggest sin with this movie right now. And I'm going to keep bringing it up throughout the whole discussion, so I'll get out of the way now. They made Grandma Aggie an idiot, an idiot like she was smart in the first one and even the second one. But this one is not just fish out of water, it's her, Oh, I don't know how to drive a car, but look, I have leprechauns working the pedals. You're not even short, it's stupid, dumb, dumb. I'm over it. I want. Keep I wanted them. Keep going. You just do the rest of the episode. I'm gonna sit here and laugh because this is. I want. I wanted the mortals to march into Halloween Town and just burn the place to the oh ground at this point. 
burn it to the ground. Anyway, not a fan, but still better than Halloween Town 4, where grandma's barely in it and they recast Kimberly and Jay Brown. Julia! They recast the whole family, don't they? I don't think any of them are in it. She's sent off to like a Hogwarts-esque boarding school and grandma's barely in it and it's it's awful. It's not good. It's not good. Julia! Um, History. So it's like all the other Halloween towns. I did not see these until prompted for the podcast. So I have absolutely no nostalgia, which is a detriment, I feel like, to the series in general. Because when you watch these as adults for the first time, I feel like it's just not the same experience. Um, so I, I thought it was stupid, <laughs> but Freddie versus Jason, not looking too bad. Is it Julia? It's really not at this point. Um, <laughs> but it is funny because these movies all have that hint and wisp of something I probably would have totally loved if I had hit them in my prime. Right. Um, because, like, I can think of Disney properties that I watched when I was young that were as hokey as this, but I'm very fond of. So, um, it's a miss for me now. Who knows what it would have been for young Julia? For baby Julia, as Ellie says. When I was a baby, I probably would have liked it. I agree. I would probably not like it as much as an adult. For me, it was there wasn't a lot of good Halloween content when it came out. Yeah. And we didn't have streaming services with everything. I was 22, had the nostalgia for the originals, and kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I find it odd, just given the stereotypes we have become, the archetypes we have become when you when people talk about us, that me, the cynical one, finds it easiest to slip into new things without nostalgia. Like, for example, our Thanksgiving episode coming up, like, none of us had history with that, what we cover, but uh, I was the one who was like, oh, this reminded me of childhood, and I actually liked it, and it put me in the Thanksgiving mood, where you guys are like, eh, no nostalgia, that probably hurt it for us. So for a quick rundown, we've covered most of the cast. Kimberly J. Brown is back as our protagonist. And still ignoring our requ- repeated requests to come up to this podcast yeah, and discuss does. these movies. <laughs> Getting creepy now, though, girl. (laughs) She leans into it. I don't know why she won't talk to us. Uh, (laughs) Judith Hogg plays her mom, Gwen. Debbie Reynolds is the matriarch of the family, Aggie. Joey Zimmerman is her brother, Dylan. And Emily Rosk is Sophie, her sister. Do you think Judy Hogg, Judith Hogg is like, man... I went from working with guys dressed as teenage turtles and going to somehow even worse costumes like 10 years later. I missed the turtles. Probably so. (laughs) She's my April. She's my April too. Hashtag, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. We have Mm. a few people of note that you may know from other things playing in this. The high school bully in the real world, Cody, is played by Finn Whitrock. Man, talk about a career that took off after this crappy movie. Seriously? Yeah, he was on American Horror Story. Okay. Ratchet, like Nurse Ratchet, the miniseries. Yeah, he's on that miniseries. He's done quite a few things since. He was in The Big Short, La La Land, like a bunch of like critically acclaimed movies. You recognize him if you saw him in something else, I think. Maybe if you recognize him in this. I don't know. He was up he was up for the role of 
Superman, the new one James Gunn just cast, but oh, he he's got cast. the jawline for it for sure. Like his face is very square. Mm-hmm. Alessia Rulin plays Natalie, the pink troll, and Lucas Graybell, who plays Ethan the Warlock, are both known in from High School Musical franchise. Yep, I thought that one of them looked familiar, and I never watched those, but wasn't he like the counterpart to the little floofy? Pressy girl. I've never seen High School Musical, although I had a dream okay. that I was in it, and everybody talked to me about it, and I didn't know what it was about, and I was very confused. It was a very un- unnerving <laughs> dream. Uh, Clifton Davis played Ephraim Ware in Madam Secretary, which is probably where Anthony knew him from. He plays the principal. Uh, and then uh, I never watched that show, but I have seen this guy on Broadway. He's been in Wicked, Aladdin. He's been in a lot of Broadway shows. Hello, I loved Madam Secretary. Oh, it was Veep that you liked, not Madam Secretary. Mm-hmm. Was he in Veep? No. I was oh, I was about to say I didn't recognize him. All right, He had his From White that. House stories mixed up. So let's go <laughs> through this movie. Uh, I have a question before we start. <laughs> Can we, can we talk about the fall of the House of Usher instead? Anyway. <laughs> I have to give it another try. I watched two episodes and was too bored to keep going. Look at Anthony's face. I think you just, like, I know. I'm saying him. it could have been, you know, like when you watch something and you're not quite in the right mindset for it. Oh, yeah, fully. I did that with It Follows and with The Meg. And I just couldn't, which The Meg I think is stupid, but. Follow the House of Usher. Listen, watch it, people. It's as good as Hill House and Midnight Manor and Blind Manor and all of them. Anyway. <laughs> I just... I feel like Anthony's just watching me kick puppies right now. Yeah, that's the, that's the face that people make when you kick puppies. This whole evening. This whole evening? This whole evening? Okay, so... Been trashing on this is House one of Usher with you? He's trashing the house of Usher, and yet he said, yet he said, yeah, he said he has fun with this movie. (laughs) I I said wholeheartedly, it could have been like the wrong mindset. Um, So, I'm gonna give it another shot, probably this weekend. So we're back with the Cromwell family. We're one year after Calabar's revenge. So after the whole family's been taken by Calabar, our guard is automatically down again for some reason. Marty goes back to Halloween Town and she wants to reunite the worlds the way it used to be. So she goes to the city or town council <laughs> and she's like, hey, y'all, we should be more open to the mortal world. The council's like, uh-uh, this sounds like a bad idea. There's a group of these people known as the Knights of the Iron Dagger and they're in the world and they want to kill all everybody magic. And she's like, I think it'll work. They're like, I don't think it'll work. She's like, guess what? Tell you what, I'll bet all of the Cromwell magic because for some reason, one young high school child it's allowed to do this throw thousands of years of family magic and her grandmother's you know for her grandmother mother and little sister on the line and so she has to go to the mortal world with these magical folk in wonderful costumes and prove by midnight on halloween that the worlds can survive together and if not the Cromwell magical line ends okay a few things one, just for clarity for our listeners, because I don't think you said explicitly the whole premise is she's going to bring them over as exchange students, not just into the real world. Correct? They're exchange as students. Exchange students, but not as themselves. They're going to look correct. 
humans. Secondly, this plan would have been so much smarter if she was like, it can work. Let's bring a few mortals into Halloween Town instead, rather than the opposite way. And thirdly, this Halloween Town Council is nowhere near as intimidating as Alan Rickman in Chamber of Secrets when he lectures Harry and Ron, you have risked the exposure of our world. So, missed opportunity again. Y'all, tonight, Ellie fell asleep on me while we were reading Chamber of Secrets. Oh, that's like a whole other kind of magic. It is. I gently, gently moved her into bed, but it was the first time in years that she's fallen asleep while reading a story. Anyway. Oh. You know, logic sets in and she's like, "Uh uh-oh. I did a thing that was not a thing I should have done, and she wants to get out of this. But she should have Aggie is like, no, dog, it's cool. We got this. <laughs> Which is stupid. You do not put They made her so everything. stupid. Yes, like you don't put the fate of everything in the hands of children. In the first movie, the way they talk of Grandma Aggie, she's like the most powerful witch. Like people respect her, like bad guys are afraid of her. They they mm-hmm. kind of built her up to be like this Obi-Wan Dumbledore type figure, you know, like just like really powerful and really good with magic and just a reputation. And she's a complete idiot in this, which does the character no service and makes me sad for Debbie Rounds. We're gonna talk about how stupid yeah. Grandma Aggie is in just a minute. What is the guise that these students enter mortal high school under? Like, students. why do they want to? From where? Of oh, Canada. They're wow. Canadian. What is with Disney and Canada? They did the same thing in, in the Santa Claus 3. Welcome to Canada, eh? Yep. <laughs> like, do they, they does, has anyone from Disney actually been to Canada and realized it is not that different? So you're right. What does what do they plan to do to keep these kids safe in in moral school? They disguise them as humans. They disguise them, but who's watching them while they're there? Marnie. Aggie comes She's in as a like, substitute teacher. Uh, yeah. Um, there are family members proof. that assist. So she's she's as you said. She was very with it. She was the only person in Halloween Town to notice what was going on when the gray was taking over. She fought. She was brave. She was smart. She's super old and been around the world, like been around for for a while. She's super old. I think she's a few centuries old. She's oh okay, mystically old. Not okay. Not Debbie Reynolds is not super old. Yes, right. No, 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 no. Her character is super old. So, can we also comment that for some reason they gave her bag legs and a tail this time around rather than just having it move around like it did sprout legs in the first one didn't it no it just oh, kind no, of just, moved it around just scuttled. you're right yeah which i preferred yeah her bag got stupid this time even so, her bag got stupid for some reason they keep letting aggie try as a substitute teacher but she is woefully inept as a human being and a major idiot she doesn't do well they, they can't find a job for her to do well well they keep giving her a chance because the principal is clearly into her he is, but she yes. fails miserably every time. What she does do that's good is she gives these these Halloween towners a safe refuge in a locker. Yeah, it's basically the room of requirement. Basically. But they, they end up going in here and they retreat. They become very insular. They're not getting in with the rest of the group. 
they're not fitting in. They're having a hard time, even looking like humans and being Canadian. What does what's Marnie's idea? How does Marnie decide to get these these Halloween towners involved in the school? Do y'all remember? She does them to join sport him? sports and clubs and everything like that, which is dumb, the sports thing, because you would think like these ogres dressed as humans would like beat the crap out of somebody on the football field. But they're not violent. <laughs> they're still probably really weigh like five hundred pounds, even in the costume. He is an ogre. I mean, he's like drastically taller. Yep. And also, we have this the warlock, right? Cody, like also being a little, a little flirty, flirty with Marnie. Mm-hmm. He's wait, was Cody a warlock? Wasn't he the warlock? One of oh the... no, he he was the human. He was he was he's, he's a human. He's kind of a bull. Yeah, he's a bull. Uh, question. Did they ever explain, Tom, what happened to Luke no. from the first two movies? He just disappeared. Yeah. I guess, oh, so- I guess, uh, I guess looks matter to Marnie and that beauty is not found within, like in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. No, what was she- Luke? He was something, wasn't he? He, he was he like, was I have, yeah, he had the big nose and the ears and the oh, warts. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But Marnie's into Cody. Well, and mm-hmm. even in the last one, she was into Cal's son. Yeah, she has a thing for the bad boys. So this one, she's into Cody. Cody's into her. They're hanging out. Things seem to be going well. They start getting involved in sports. But then they get a warning. The Iron Dagger is at her school, of course. Is this the knight? There's the there's the giant dagger. Yeah, the, the knights. So there's a giant dagger that she sees from the principal's office on the lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, this- Can I tell you... At this point, when I was watching this, this is when I paused it and went to watch the first five episodes of the new Goosebump show on Disney. And I was like, wow, uh-huh. this is so much better with better effects and more adult than Halloween Town. And then I came back. Something that was made today should be better with better effects than Halloween Town. And Disney's streaming budget is a little higher than their originals were back in the early aughts. Is it? Look at the Santa Claus's. T- Two trailer, which we can talk about after this movie, because I meant to bring that up. Can you remind me what the knights are slash were? Why are they, they so are terrified of, of the knights? They're a group of mortals who want to kill all, <laughs> who want to destroy all magic. Okay. They want to eradicate the mortal world of all all magic. Do the knights ever go into Halloween Town, no. or do they just stay in the, mortal, the realm mortal realm and protect it? Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a scene where some bullies engage with the foreign exchange students at the mall. And in this kerfuffle, their real identities are ex- are exposed. Kerfuffle. So things are not going well. We've got knights. We have magical folks showing their true identities. And the room of requirement gets compromised. And Cassie disappears. Cassie mm-hmm. the troll. Oh, right. I almost forgot about Cassie. Cassie no, she's troll. a witch. She's a witch. I don't know what she is. Is she a troll or a witch? Cassie is a witch. <laughs> she disappears. We've got our beautiful love stories, mutual love stories happening. 
Mute. Oh, Aggie and the principal, and Marnie and Cody. Yeah, these these joint love stories happening. Mm-hmm. But Aggie gets a little suspicious of Cody. We all do. I was. Uh huh. And at this point, I'm thinking, <gasps> does Aggie get her groove back? Is she being smart and intelligent again? No. <laughs> Instead, Marty's like, "Well, if you don't like my boyfriend, I don't like your boyfriend." And she starts uh, suspecting Flanagan is a bad guy. And it turns out... I, I hated that name because Flanagan to me is a genius, the name. Mm-hmm. And this guy was an idiot. He True. was a knight. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get close to Aggie. Aggie, yep. He so... They were, he's the, and he's an idiot, but he's the last of the order. So outside of his own office, he lights the... the he puts a dagger in flames. So dumb. So, so, so let's talk about what this does for Aggie's character. As you mentioned, Tom, in the first one, she was the only witch in Halloween Town to be on to the gray, to suggest something was wrong, to suggest a dark presence seeping through and corrupting people. And here, three years later, she's da- she's so aloof with dating this guy that she can't even see he's bad, spending all this time with him. Nope. Nope. Awful character development. <laughs> character character devolution. devolution. Yeah, it, it, tr- it truly is. So in effort to fulfill their mission as covert foreign exchange students from Canada, the Halloween town folks decide to get involved in the Halloween carnival. And they want to depict what life is like in Halloween town for the mortals. Mm-hmm. Which... Just say, it's boring. It's, like, it's regular life, just with people like with pumpkin heads doing like uh, the dentistry and stuff. Yeah, it is. It's just regular life. But the dork from the, the town council. Edgar. Edgar, who is behind the sabotage <gasps> of the night, because he doesn't want Halloween Town to be integrated in any way with the mortal world. He wants to keep them isolated. He decides to use his magic on the haunted house and bring all the horrors to life. Yeah. So there's a massive riot. A mob comes after the students. I thought Cody was going to be a bad guy. I really did. I thought that was the twist, but he's not. Same. No. I thought that was the twist too. He's a good guy and he calms the crowd. The students tell everybody who they are mm-hmm. they're like look at us we're freaks from halloween town everybody's like oh cool i'm cool. um, flanagan's like he's like you know what it is cool i'm not a knight anymore get over here grandma aggie but it's not enough for the halloween town council because ethan is like well they were scared of you guys first so i'm taking the criminal magic but marty's mom gwen had a whole subplot where she was using a witch's glass to track the missing students and i guess mm-hmm. i like recorded all the events and she was able to show the rest of the council hey this guy planned the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he is the one that took Cassie. Yep. The council's like, wait, what? <laughs> you lied? Here, have your magic back, Cromwells. And here, Edgar, you're going to be trapped in the mirror. Yep. So they imprison him in the glass where Cassie was imprisoned. They leave the portal open. So Maggie and everybody can go back and forth whenever they want. Yeah, and you get the scene at the carnival where a bunch of Halloween Town people come through and a bunch of mortals go through and everyone's living in harmony now. Mm-hmm. You're missing the kiss at the end. 
Oh yeah, Marnie and Cody hop on a broom and share a kiss above the carnival. Yeah, la di da. Eighty two minutes later, this is over, and I'm like, holy crap, this is eighty two minutes. <laughs> the end. Oh boy. The costumes are awful. Yeah. The story they... is lacking in so many ways. It yeah. is 100% a nostalgia watch for me. If it's all in, I'll watch it. I don't go out of my way to watch it. I don't think I've watched this one in several years. But I'll tell I tell you, when it is it. when this is on, I don't watch it. I will watch Halloween Town or Halloween Town 2. This one, if I see it on, skip. This one. I mean, it came out in 2004. I did watch it when it premiered, but like the nostalgia is not enough to hold this one up for me. Like the first mm-hmm. two. Um, really did a disservice again to Debbie Reynolds. I really like the character of Aggie in the first two, and I just hate what they did with her. It just made me, you know, Dumbledore would have fired her from the Defense Against the Dark Arts post. No, he wouldn't have. Do you know? Do you remember what kind of inept people they kept hiring for that role? She would have fit right in. Well, the curse that Voldemort placed on that role would have made her leave at the end of the school year. It would have. I'll say this for it, though. As cheesy as the costumes looked, everything looked Halloween-y around them, which I think is a pro to all these movies. It, they mm-hmm. do look folly and Halloween-y, which I appreciate. Folly and Halloween-y. Yeah. I love it. But the costumes look cheaper than anything. You can, you'll see a spirit of Halloween now. It was bad. All right, what are we going to rank this one? Well, did it have a Linus moment? Everybody realized we can all be happy together. Yeah. It was hokey, but it was there. Is that a Halloween movie? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's a Halloween movie. You had a pink it troll and witches. Well, am I going to rank it? Just... You go first. Three. Ugh, one. Ugh. I was going to go a four, and I like don't some time. So... <laughs> That gives us a 2.67. All right, that's done. And uh, I'm going to vote we don't do the last one next year. Is that bad? I think we should at least take a year. I tell Julia Tom, if you you listen to the podcast, next year we should do fun ones, like Totally Killer and Happy Death Day and like just comedy. Yeah. I think we should. Funny, funny, scary month. All right, let us know what you thought. Anthony, you wanted to talk. I'm going to skip all of the other stuff where we would usually talk out this movie because I feel like we talked about it for too long. Anthony, mm-hmm. you had something you wanted to talk about today, right? Yeah. So today, the trailer for the Santa Clauses season two dropped on Disney Plus. It gave us the first hit on the plot. You know, he wants to turn Santa into the fa- kind of the family business. He's putting his daughter mm-hmm. in charge of the reindeer. He's putting his son. He wants to turn his son to be the new Santa. Uh, somehow Mad Santa from the 1600s comes back and wants to take over the North Pole. And we see flashes of the Easter Bunny and Cupid and the Sandman. And, mm-hmm. yeah. First of all, I love Mad Santa's costume. Yeah. His costume looks so much better than Tim Allen's costume. Tim Allen's beard is distractingly bad. Looks like, it looks like the Santa Boy costume. Santa! Yes. It looks like Toy Santa. I do love him in the red suit, though. I thought the red suit was pretty chic. Yeah, like, if he could wear that more, that'd be great. I'm also excited to see our friends, the other folks, back. Yeah, so I looked up why they brought back Cupid and the Easter Bunny. And uh, 
Sandman, but not the Easter Bunny. It's because the actor who played the Easter Bunny died, which is why they recast him. So I wonder if they're going to, like, not write that the Easter Bunny died, but have a story reason for him looking different. Like, you know, Santa changes. Maybe the Easter Bunny changed, and that's why he looks different now. I hope so. It'd probably just be a cheeky little comment. Yeah. Well, I hope that's the case. Yeah. He still looks awful, Tracy Morgan. I miss the full bunny costume from the movies. I do, too. But Sandman and Cupid look good. I'm going to watch it. I don't know what to oh. expect. Well, you have to watch it. It's on the list for this year. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I think it looks fun. I mean, again, Tim Allen's look leaves a lot to be desired. But I mean, it looks cute and funny. It looks... Yeah. Which is all I want. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I watched it and I, th- I was excited to see more. So Stone Street is just such a great option. Yeah. I'm super excited. You know, I'm excited those two elves are coming back because I liked Betty and Noel. They were highlights mm-hmm. of the first season for me. Tim Allen has his typical Santa humor. I liked I laughed out loud at his line, like, can we talk a moment why there's a weapon called the Santa Blaster at the North Pole? <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. So I'm here for it. I just wish, given how much money Disney makes, mm. they would have a higher budget and make it look better. Yeah. And I'll just say now, I hope we get a cameo from Neil and Laura this year. Oh, I, I, really, I really want Neil. Really want to see Neil. And I'd like one scene with Comet, considering how close Santa and Comet were in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Where can they let where can our listeners let us know what they think of Santa Claus's two trailer, y'all? You don't want to hear what they thought about Halloween Town High? I do, but if they thought anything <laughs> but that it was trash, I'm gonna mock them mercilessly in our facebook group go ahead and let us know what you thought you can hit us up on any of our social media by going to linktree.com slash tis the podcast i do recommend popping in on our tis the podcast facebook group it is a pleasant beacon of light a ray of joyous sunshine in the vile cesspool that is social media (laughs) if you want additional content and you want to get in in time to get your Tis the Podcast Christmas card, check us out at Patreon, also linked from our link tree. For a little, as little as a dollar a month, you get bonus content. For $3 a month, you get some goodies in the mail from your favorite elves scattered across the United States, bringing you holiday joy weekly. And there is a lot of Halloween content there. Me and Julia just did another episode of Ruined, where we talked to mm-hmm. Exorcist Believer. Uh, our Terrifier and original Exorcist movies are up review uh mm-hmm. episodes are up uh i am doing an episode with matt and chuck covering the comic serial which is a darker take on the general mills serial halloween monsters which is fun there's stuff up there with jay and ron and kendall and all our friends so check it out and there will be thanksgiving content up there which we still need to record so put a pin in that tom and julia Hind. I'm excited. Next week brings us to the end of spooky season, which means we're closer to Christmas, but I'm also excited to cover Halloween Kills next week, which John Carpenter has just gone on the record saying that's his favorite Halloween sequel that they've ever done. Nice. Without him. Okay. So, So I'm super excited. 
after that, the next three weeks on our schedule are currently in blank, waiting for some <laughs> scheduling from the networks to drop. So we're going to call an audible as time goes on. But we have some super fun content coming up in November of all types of variety. We have Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso, the blonde his boss home for christmas she's doing a whole big christmas spectacular on apple tv that'll be fun to cover uh the naughty nine on disney plus with danny glover as santa that'll be fun to cover candy cane lane with our friend charlene lewis will be fun to cover amazon prime's putting out merry little batman which of course and then of course the santa claus is too so tons of awesome stuff hopefully awesome stuff coming our way this year i hope so I'm excited for all of it. Yeah. You know what else I'm excited for? What uh, else are you excited for, Anthony? The fact that we only have 1,512 hours until Christmas. That's only 63 days. Nine weeks, y'all. We're oh my gosh. single digits, which is terrifying. Cute anxiety. Bye. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Da, da, da.